everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 60. I'm Benjamin Yoder, and this is like the seventh time I tried to start this podcast. I don't know what to say at the start of this, so instead of thinking of something clever, let's just talk about things, things, immediately. I made, I made some purchasing decisions over the last, over the last seven days since we last talked. Um, I decided to, A, I decided, okay, so I, the original goal was to get a Super Nintendo controller, because, so I have, I have the uh, GameCube, or a Super Nintendo to GameCube adapter, um, that I use to play Game Boy Advance games with, so, so I can play a Super Nintendo controller through GameCube, but my Super Nintendo controller is not in great condition, it's... I think it's always been broken. I, there's there's some reasons why I'm not sure what the current condition of the Super Nintendo stuff was, but I have one controller that is uh, kind of messed up, um, and and so I was like, I need to buy a new controller, and I don't know, like shopping for controller is always a weird thing. It kind of <laughs> to me, it always feels like, oh, I'm gonna purchase a a a new toothbrush, but if you get one used, it's like, uh, somebody's had their little little grubby fingers all over that. I don't know. I mean, you just got to clean it off nice. But but yeah, it's a little weird for me for some reason. I don't know why. It's not like a, a deal breaker. But like, I was like, I want to buy a good Super Nintendo controller that is probably clean and probably functioning. Those are the two. Um, and so there's. I was looking for a while. Like when I went to Portland Retro Game Expo last year, I was going to look at some. I didn't really find any that looked in good condition. So I went with a different route and decided to import one from Japan. Um, a, because their used stuff is typically better out there in terms of just being cleaner and better maintained. And two, um, I buy through Japan Retro Direct, uh, which is Vink over at Famicom Dojo. And um, and the history of things I've imported from him have been good quality for the most part. And he he seems to test everything out um before he he just sends it out kind of thing so so i was like this is probably the best way to do it and it was like a, a handful of dollars uh to do it and so in addition to that so in that long story to say i was trying to buy a super nintendo controller and then at the same time i was like i'm gonna buy homeland because i was talking to uh, someone the other day about homeland for the gamecube and i was like i never bought that which if you don't know homeland's like this um it's it's one of the few online games for the for the original uh for the original Nintendo GameCube, like there was any more than that, um, it's one of the one of the online games. So there's Fantasy Star Online one and two, or Episode one and two, Fantasy Star Online Episode three, um, Homeland, and I are those the only ones? I mean, plenty use the LAN port for other or use the broadband adapter for other things, but I think those are the only online games. I could be wrong about that. It's been a little while, but Homeland uh, basically is like a weird little action RPG thing that you could play online. Some people call it MMORPG. I don't know if that's actually the case. I have no idea what the player base kind of thing looked like. Um, I think there's actually ways to still play Homeland online, um, but I haven't looked in years, so I'd have to double check and see if that's still true. Um, so I, I got that and, um, I'll put a trailer in just cause I don't, I don't know how many people know what Homeland is. So there's a trailer in the description there. I'll stick down there. Have a good time with that. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm importing all this stuff from Japan anyway. So I'm just going to import a bunch of other stuff. So I bought something called Great Hits, which is like, uh, I think a music video making game, but like a bunch of, it's not like, you know, those Sega Genesis ones, like a bunch of like, uh, cut, uh, uh, public domain video that you can put um it's more like a, just like a bunch of 3d models animating around and i think you choose between, between backgrounds and stuff 
Um, I also imported Tales of the Fa- Tales of Fandom Volume One for some reason. I don't really know why. There's like a bunch of mini games on the disc. It's a it's a Tales fan disc essentially, and there's like a bunch of mini games on the disc. I was like, oh, I could try poking around those mini games and a bunch of visual novels, how stuff, but it's in Japanese because so I totally won't understand any of it. Um, after our discussion last week, I talked about Love Plus. Or I talked about Love Plus. Uh, I purchased a copy of the original Love Plus for DS. And then also I purchased Tales of the Tempest for some reason. I don't know why I'm buying these Tales things all of a sudden. I have never purchased a Tales game since Tales of Symphonia <laughs> for the original GameCube. But this is just how things went. Um, and then so in addition to getting those, so Love Plus and Tales of the Tempest have fan translations. So I bought an R4 cart finally after years of like tumbling around deciding if I wanted to do that. And uh, so I'm going to try to play those fan translated. Tales of the Tempest is only like 10 hours long, it looks like, which is kind of nice. Uh, and we'll see how Love Plus goes. I have no idea what to really expect. It's the original Love Plus 2, so it's probably it's not going to be as featured or anything like that. And then I also bought the trial for something called Galaxy Frolin Luna. I think that's a PC Engine thing. Uh, but I bought the PCFX trial disc for a small amount of money. Um and then I also bought the Blue Legend of Water, which is like a, a a scuba diving game where you have this dolphin to go around with. And it looks like you can give the dolphin commands and stuff, which is kind of neat. So as someone who enjoyed Blueport J, <laughs> um, I've, I've taken a great interest in diving games <laughs> as of late. Uh, more specifically, things that are more like... Um, more adventurous in a lot of ways. Endless Ocean um, was, I mean, there's definitely a a layer of exploration to that game, but I wouldn't say it's like more adventurous, more of just like, let's go look at the fishies, where where Blueport J, you have like a goal kind of thing. Um, So yeah, those are the things I imported. Um, I'll always say like uh, Japan Retro Direct, I always had great experiences with. So if you haven't, they have a website. I'll also put that down there. If they have not paid me anything. <laughs> I've I've only paid them things, um, and they actually have a a thing going on till the tenth, like a sale. So, but by the time you hear this, it'll probably be too late. But the prices are pretty cheap, anyways. If you're shopping for the right stuff, like most of that stuff is less than five dollars, and it's like ten dollars for shipping on that. Um, with the exception of Homeland and the Super Nintendo controller, I just got a, I don't, it's like a separate weird thing because I specifically asked for those two other items versus the other things which I just got from the website. Um, yeah, you can go to like the Facebook page and just like that. I should stop being an ad, but I've had a lot of really good experience with Japan Retro Direct. I do not purchase from many other online sites though, so maybe it's just the experience of normal purchasing from Japan, but I only experience it this way and it's better than most of the purchasing I get done here here in America when it comes to people um so yeah taking your other Japanese game uh Money Idol Exchanger apparently came out on like I think all modern platforms which uh, I think it's also called Money Puzzle Exchanger here um that game is really (laughs) I'm not a big puzzle game fan when it comes like falling stuff like falling block kind of puzzle games even though this isn't really falling block it like builds in from the top um i've never been like a huge i wouldn't say i'm not a huge fan of them it's like i never just spend enough time with them to really get into them and because it's kind of like a infinite kind of thing there's not really like an end goal i don't really have a ton of drive to push to be better kind of thing so not i'm not playing co-op or competitively or anything like that so i pretty much just go through whatever the arcade mode is or whatever and once i can fe- beat that i'm like i'm good i'm done uh money pu- puzzle idol ex- money idol ex- exchanger or money puzzle exchanger whichever you want to call it 
Um, that was probably one of the few puzzle games I really put a lot of time into and put a lot of time into is it within the context of me putting puzzle t- like money or time into puzzle games. I probably put like maybe 30 hours into it or something. Um, and I was playing the PlayStation version, which was released as a PS1 import on the PlayStation Network, is what I used to play. Um, and basically, it's just like this little, this game where you have this character at the bottom of the screen, and you can grab money from the top of the screen and then throw it back up. And there's different values of money, and when you combine them together, they create the next value of co- money of like the next coin up. So I'm not going to sit here and try to mention yen coins just because I'm probably going to stumble over myself trying to explain yen coin stuff <laughs> it's easy it's not hard but i'm just gonna play it safe um but like if you put like like put two quarters together it would become 50 cents and then if you put you know like uh you know like four uh 10 pennies together it becomes a dime kind of thing it's 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 a it's a neat little thing and eventually it goes up to in this case it goes to 500 yen and then once you put two 500 yen coins together they then you know clear the clear from the screen um so it's it's just a nice little puzzle game and i think it's kind of built heavily off of um what's the is it puzzle bobble i think it's called um i think it's called bust the move in in america sometimes like i always those the naming convention for like puzzle bobble bubble bust the move and bubble bobble stuff just like throws me off completely um but yeah, it's a it's a neat little game. It's got a lot of really cute art, a lot of good music. I probably probably am gonna put the music at the beginning of this episode for the uh, uh, the title screen. I like the or the menu music. I really like the menu music in that game. Um, but yeah, check it out. I wonder if there's a demo. I don't know. I'd have to look. It's like eight bucks. It's a great fun game to play. I get one thing. I always I so I have it on my my PlayStation TV, and I like to take it around. But just PlayStation TV doesn't support uh, multiplayer. Because it's basically PlayStation Vita. So now that it's on Switch specifically, that's kind of appealing that I can, if I wanted to take it somewhere, I could have a second controller easily available and connected to play two players with. But then the analog stick, I don't know, it's a left and right only game. So the analog stick probably wouldn't be that bad. Um, but still, D-pad for, for those kind of games always feels better. Although Neo Geo games in particular, it's a weird thing because it's like a... Yeah, yeah. Neo Geo games, like... Like playing Windjammers on an analog stick or D-pad does not feel very good. <laughs> like I feel like you really need the joystick to really to really play Windjammers very well. I bought Windjammers a while ago and just didn't spend any time on it. I'm kind of sad that's the case. But um, but yeah. Speaking of newer game news, and I don't have well, I guess Money Idol Shinder did just come out, but it means a Neo Geo game from like 1990 something. Um. I, I guess I don't really have a ton to say about it, but one thing that did catch my eye, and I'm just going to pull the full name up here real quick, is uh, it's a Spike Chunsoft game, um, and it's called... Where is it? AI The Somenium Files. Um, And there's not really a lot about the game yet. There's just like a teaser trailer, and I saw a handful of Japanese sites listed. I'm sure Silicon Air or someone probably covered it. I probably just didn't see the article around. But it looks like basically some sort of like like detective style game, but it's got kind of a a like uh uh what would that be called? Like you know a ah oh, jeez, I'm forgetting the word. Ah, oh, it's like ghosty kind of stuff <laughs> it's not it's, yeah it's like a ghost kind of thing like not really ghost but like hmm hmm weird and haunted 
I'm doing a bad job of thinking of the word. It starts with a P. Paranormal? It kind of looks paranormal a little bit, but um, I like the look of the game. It's it's pretty much a it's pretty much a standard anime cel shaded style, but it has a more uh, subdued tone, but with some like higher contrast lighting that's going on. It reminds you a lot of how um, Freedom Freedom Wars looks actually in some ways, but there's very little to be seen in the trailer. It's pretty much the detective guy standing there being detective y. Uh, at like this circus with like a a merry-go-round and all the all the the merry-go-round horses are like stabbed into the ground and then it like switches over to like a demonic version of that area and then all the merry-go-round horses are still stabbed in the ground but they're like actual horses we're like with their feet it's 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 it seems like one of those things where it's like we're trying to be like edgy and cool and gruesome in a way like, what if the horses were alive <laughs> kind of thing. It just comes off more funny than anything. <laughs> but, but I like the look of the game. Um, and I'm curious to see more. There was another something a while ago. I can't remember. This is what I get for taking things off the cuffs. The problem is, is I read a lot of Japanese news and a lot of these games names are in Japanese. And then I forget what they're called because they're in Japanese. <laughs> also, I see them once and then never see them again for like nine months or or even years later and then find out, oh, it became an anime at some point. <laughs> but um, there's some other game where it was like a, um, it's based off some mobile game. They were trying to make some, like they made a proof of concept trailer for a JRPG, but it was very much a um, a like target rendering kind of thing. Um, just like a, there's like a dude with a gun and this lady who, who was running around. I don't know. It's probably a bad idea trying to explain this. I'm not going to remember the name. Uh, if I think of it, I'll let you know. <laughs> um... Um, but yeah, I just thought it had a, has a nice look to it. Um, it just reminds me that I need to eventually get around to playing Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. I never picked it up. I was really excited to and really wanted to and still want to. I see DLC coming out for fairly often. And I finally, one thing I was trying to do was watch the, um, the Gun Gale, I think it's called. The Gun Gale part of, um, of Sword Art Online. Um, I, I watched through that and I actually really enjoyed that, that arc. I, I was surprised, but I mean, I, I liked parts of the original Sword Art Online as well. I just don't like it as much as most other people. I don't think <laughs> Sword Art Online, like the, the core functions of Sword Art Online in terms of like characters and story and stuff, um, comes off as very average to me, but there's things about it, pieces that are, are interesting. Anyways, someday I'll play Fatal Bullet. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Also want to play Code Vein someday. There's some new Code Vein content that came out fairly recently. Let's do a fortune cookie. I wasn't planning doing fortune cookie. That was probably a bad idea because my list is actually pretty slim here. Uh, maybe I thought I'd talk more about the, the import games, but we'll see. I'll talk about those more as I, as I come around to actually playing them. If I actually play a lot of them, I think the last set of import games I barely touched um so yeah i don't know it's it's kind of hard to to because there's a lot of patience needed to play through a lot of those import games especially when it's like i've never heard of this game before i went on google and found one youtube video for this video game and that's it um especially when you start getting like to pcfx territory kind of stuff so um somebody on my back already is playing m&m's adventure so good luck to them <laughs> i need to play darkened sky someday that's that skittles game that came out it's weird you should if you haven't go to wikipedia and read about darkened sky and how it was a skills game originally that's that's a crazy thing i don't know let's open that cookie 
Uh, this is one of those cases of I got a game that didn't actually I haven't actually played still. Uh, it was Pikmin 3. I have not played any Pikmin 3. I don't know why it's there. I'll have to go look at it and see why it's there. Uh, Pandora's Tower for the Wii. I wonder which version this is. I have two copies of Pandora's Tower. I mean, obviously, they're the same game for the most part. Um, um, but I, I imported it from Europe because I wasn't sure if it was going to get localized here. And then eventually, it I played through a good chunk of the game, but it actually froze on me like halfway through. And I couldn't get past that point. At something Possibly something to do with the disc. I don't know. Um, and then I ended up purchasing an American copy, but then obviously the save files are incompatible, so I had to start the game over, and I have not done that yet. But I had good intentions. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways, so Pandora's Tower, um, I think what, what interests me most about Pandora's Tower, and I think I did a video gaming bit about this, was the, um, the main character who's the, uh, well, there's the, sorry, not the main character. The main character is like this blonde guy and I don't, he doesn't talk or anything like that. So he's not that interesting. Um, but the, the, uh, the lady partner he has that is in my, it's like, his kind of the face of the game in most ways. Elena, I think is her name. Um, and, um, she basically is at this tower that you're at and she stays there and basically acts essentially as like a housewife kind of thing, but she's also transforming into a monster. (laughs) And, and so you have to, um, basically bring her flesh. So she eats this flesh and that slows down the process of transforming into a monster. Um, it's actually, I think it's like very specific about like how much flesh she can eat in order to get the good ending you have to like prevent like basically you're on a timer as her as she transforms and the more flesh she eats as you you know push it off the more of a good bad ending you might get i I think that's the case it's been a while and i never beat it because of that whole freezing issue (laughs) um um but i like a lot like the the dynamics of elena at the house kind of thing in terms of like like it's basically (laughs) You get this very laid back, like slice of life kind of experience with Elena, like just talking to you about random stuff or like building, you know, uh, building, you know, furniture or maybe not furniture, but like cloths and stuff for the place and like making bags for you to help you carry more stuff and bring more materials. You can bring her like books and stuff that she'll she'll go through and translate and then relay that back to you as like story, additional story information. And it's it's just a kind of a nice dynamic of like, oh, she's here, but she's actually doing stuff while she's here. And like a lot of times she like moves around the environment when, um, whenever you come back. So like sometimes she'll be up there reading. Sometimes she'll be just like down there doing cleaning stuff. Or sometimes she'll just be like standing around. But as like, as like she starts to slowly transform, cause you could come back at pretty much any time. Um, and just talk to her even throughout the whole transformation process. I I think the process freezes when you're in the, in the tower because, it's probably too difficult to account for the fact that the character might actually like if you're transforming it, I'm sure they're just switching out models rather than actually having any kind of progressive terms of um, uh, transformation stuff. But, um, but basically eventually it becomes a lot more like her hiding herself because she's like, Oh, I'm like this monstrous, ugly thing I'm becoming and like getting in the basement. And she's like, Oh, I like cold, dark places. <laughs> more of a monster and she eventually like starts wearing like a shroud to kind of cover herself up things like that um 
And I just like that there's like a lot of attention to detail of how this character interacts at different situations in the game. And it does become quite repetitive at some point, you know. You're going to, I think it's like seven or more of these towers and, and essentially the formula is the same. It's just the different stuff you're bringing back to her, the different conversations you're having. And then obviously some of that stuff starts to repeat itself as she just takes random dialogue bits. But the uh, the voice actor, I think this is one of the cases where it was Nintendo of Europe who localized it because it originally came out there. Um... And so they had a, I don't know what the, the accent is, but they just have a, a, a European voice actor with a, like a, a slight accent and very chirpy kind of, kind of uh, dialogue that I think is very, really, really good and really fits the character well. Just like a good job of displaying not only like the more happy or like, well, kind of parts of it, but also when she's like getting more nervous about her appearance as she turns into a monster, like capturing that. But then... It's it's because like Elena and this guy, I think they're they're pretty much like oh boyfriend girlfriend thing or married or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, they, they do you know supposedly care for each other, <laughs> and um, and so she in a lot of ways takes care of the main guy in terms of just like or maybe maybe not takes care of him, but like worries about him even though she's the one in this situation where she's turned into a monster and even when like she's <laughs> on the brink of being completely monstrous she's she's still very concerned about you and it, and it comes off really well um i just think the delivery of the character everything from the writing and delivering the character is really good in the english version at the very least i can't speak for other versions but i like it in those ca- that case um so yeah pandora's tower I need to play through that then and, and beat it. It has some neat chain mechanics that uses like the Wii pointer to like shoot your chain around. Also, there's something really cool about the dungeons where um, instead of pointing to you, like instead of giving you a UI element that's like, oh, here's where you go in the dungeon. Um, the, the whole point of going in a tower is to basically break these chains and um, and you have to find where these chains need to be broken. So what happens is you essentially just follow these chains to the tower. Like you can see the chains in the environment. So you just kind of follow them from room to room to room. And then, you know, if you do get out of view of the chains, you can eventually like kind of re, re you know, meet up again with them in a different room. And be like, okay, here I am now. Which way are these chains going? Because that's the direction I need to go. I thought that was really cool. Like a very, reminds me a lot of like how Dead Space has its whole health bar in the back back part of the armor i'm not a big dead space fan but i will totally give it credit for keeping the ui stuff kind of in world i think that's pretty cool um although the the little like <laughs> um energy beam that you throw down on the ground as isaac is his name i think his name's isaac um is a little cheap because you just like put a line on the floor essentially i think the pandora's tower executions a lot better um because hey you're chasing these chains down and they don't ever point out to point out to you like hey look at these chains but you just kind of you know, make that connection. Each dungeon, I think, I think this is the case that each dungeon has like a statue in the very beginning that's holding on to these chains, and so you can kind of see which directions they go, and then just kind of follow them from there. So, Pandora's Tower. Um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be it. Uh, this week, Penny Punching Princess Review is finally going up. It's been done for a while, but I wanted to launch the website with two pieces of new content, and I thought it might be too much to have three on there, um, especially since there I already had an article on there, and I was launching it with a podcast as well, and then also my own blog. I had like an end of life post for the for the old blog, so it's just there's a lot of content that I up on Monday. I probably should have spread it out better 
in hindsight, but it's too late. Website's there. I took the welcome date page. Well, I didn't take the welcome page down, but I did remove it from the featured section now. So you should just see the um, the latest video. Um, you should also see the latest article I have in there, as well as um, I think the latest stream is in there as well. Originally, I was going to plan on switching out the most recent, um, sorry, not the latest stream, the latest complete archive of a stream is on there. Um, I was originally going to have it where I was going to post at least one piece of weekly content in that featured section, but on the back end, it got a bit too complicated and more of, I could do it, but it would take a lot of management and a lot of me manually switching things around multiple times a week. So that's probably not going to happen. Um, I'll probably keep the latest like complete stream archive on there. Um, or, or maybe just maybe not even that because, you know, some of these streams are going to take a lot longer. Full Spectrum Warrior was pretty short because it was like a 10 hour game. But even that, the, the Thousand Arms full stream pretty much stayed up on there for like a month while I was in development of the website. So, so it's not like it's something that's getting replaced very often. So I don't know what we'll to see. I'm not really sure how I want to handle that featured section still. Um, I d decided to duplicate the video and the articles on the page. Um, because it was just, I was, I was a little worried about the welcome page, not being clear that it's going to scroll through the different, uh, articles and stuff and, and maybe looking like there wasn't the content there, like there should have been. So yeah, and it's just more work to sit there and remove them from, from each section and stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see featured the featured prop bar is more of a problem of me figuring out what the execution should be <laughs> and what should be up there. Um, especially since I don't, I don't post a ton of content and I'm not really around to post a lot of content these days. Um, I spend a lot of time at work. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll be back. Oh, I should, I, oh, I forgot, uh, video games. Um, we're starting Yakuza this week. So something I'm a bit undecided on and I got to look at it. The second part, the quick, the quick play stream is going to probably go one of two directions. Either I'm going to play Mario Tennis Aces because that's the game I have around from Gamefly at the moment. And I want to play that in there before I send it back. Um, or, and it probably depends on just how far along you get Mario Tennis Aces. I do kind of want to look at the Yakuza 2 Kiwami demo. Because I'm playing the original Yakuza 2 on PS2. I want to look at the Kiwami demo and see if that is um, um, at the beginning of the game, at the start of the game. And if it is so, we might play through the beginning of Yakuza 2 and then take a look at the demo and just kind of take a look at what, you know, almost not side by side, but almost have a fairly close timeline reference of understanding of what that demo had in it um, and like how, how things look now in the Kiwami version because I won't be playing that version of the game so so it'll just be the PS2 version but that's okay I kind of want to see the progression of the series in a more natural sense rather than the the kind of reworked um re-releases so that's gonna be it thanks you guys for listening and I hope you have a good week bye <laughs>